Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Stay standing, would you? Stay standing for the Word of God here. I know you'll get, you'll get time to sit, but now's the time to stand. You know, what will you stand for and what will you stand on? Uh, stand on God's Word today, okay? Let's read. I'm going to read Acts chapter 3, and it says this. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. How many of you know you can be in a messy situation, but still in the presence of the Lord, you can find beauty? Come on, right? Where he was put every day to beg beg to those that were going into the temple courts. Verse 3 says, When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him and, and did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have, but what I do have. Come on, say what I do have. What I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly, say instantly, instantly, he helped the man to his feet and his feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them to the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Verse 9 says, When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had just happened. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that it speaks life to us. It reveals things inside of our heart and it calls us to greater things. Lord, I ask now that you would open up our hearts and minds to hear from you, receive from you and be moved by you. Holy Spirit, would you have your way today? Lord, we come with anticipation and expectation and we know that you will release your anointing on this house and all those that are watching today. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you welcome at least one or two people on your left or on your right. Tell them how good looking they are. And you can message me in the comment and make a comment on the post. And then you may be seated. Wow, I love the buzz in the house. Well, welcome. Welcome to our new series. We've called this new series, The Project. How many of you have a list of projects that you've been meaning to get to in the spring? Yeah, me too. Uh, You know, spring is here, and for many of us, we have all these projects that we put off, and we know it's usually a matter of priority, right? It's like, ah, I'll get to that. That's not really that important right now, or maybe it is more important than you think. And have you ever been waiting on God maybe to come through to help you in life complete some of those projects? Come on, let's be honest, right? Like, ah, Lord, I just, I need some help here. And that's okay. But what if, what if the project that God has for all of us in our lives has less to do with programs and more to do with people? I believe it. Show of hands if you believe it. Because God has called you to much more. There's something inside of you that longs to be more, do more, and make a difference in other people's lives. We were made to make a difference, especially those of us that have received that difference in our life because of what Jesus has done for us. We want to share it with others. We want to be that river, not just the reservoir. 
We don't want to just come and sit and learn. We need to learn to lean on to him and we need to learn to go out. And God is calling us out this morning. So maybe that is the reality. Maybe the reality is as much as you think you're waiting on God, God's actually been waiting on you. You know, Oxford Dictionary um, defines a project as an individual or collaborative enterprise that is carefully planned to achieve a particular aim. Could you do me a favor and just turn to one of your neighbors and just announce my title? This is it. It should show up on the screen. What's your aim? Say, what's your aim? What's your aim? You know, sometimes I have a hard time deciphering um, my own aim, let alone what other people are aiming at or getting to. You know, I get to meet with people and, and at, first, at first it seems like I'm trying to decipher through the problem. There's something greater than the problem and it's never what it appears to be. Isn't that correct? There's always something deeper beneath the surface. And, and, and at first it might sound like that they are making um, excuses, right? Instead of purposing to execute. But you gotta, you gotta listen and you gotta go deeper. They could come across as placing blame instead of being a blessing. But if we get down to the heart of it, most people, they don't want to be bitter. They want to become better. They want to make things better. Show of hands if you want things to get better in your life and those around you. Whoa! I don't know if the camera got that shot, but if you didn't, you missed it. That's all right. Try it again. Show of hands <laughs> if you want your lives to get better. Look at that. Awesome. And the truth is, they, they don't want to be indifferent. Instead, they want to make a difference. Come on. Say, I want to make a difference. Come on. God created you to make a difference. God has a plan for your life and the lives of those around you. And to achieve a specific goal. How many know we got our plans, but then God's got his? <laughs> we got our ways, but then he's got his. And thank God his ways are not our ways and they're greater. Thank God that our thoughts are not always his thoughts and they are greater, right? And he calls us to a greater purpose in life if we can see beyond just ourselves. So I want to take a look at um, the book of Acts and discover what it is that we need to be aiming at. Okay, so we, we read through Acts 3, chapters 1 to 10, and I want to focus on a few verses that just popped out to me. Starting in verses 4 and 5, it says, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. Look at us. And the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something. What are you expecting to get today? Could it be that, that you're expecting something, but God has something greater for you? You see, that man was expecting some change. But he wasn't expecting the life change that God had for him. Isn't it great that God's ways are bigger? And that his plans and purposes are to prosper us, not to harm us, give us a hope and a future. And that he's able to do above and beyond what we can hope, imagine, or dream of according to his power within us. You know, the King James Version, it says, look on me, this is what Peter said, look on me as I have to give to you. Look on me as I have to give to you. If we as a church are called to collaborate, that means you're all part of the plan. But the first thing that you need to do is take out your notes and write this down. Look where you are aiming. I know that doesn't sound deep, but you need to write it down. Look where you're aiming. 
Because how many know if you don't know what you're aiming at, you're going to miss your target all the time. The problem with lack, the problem with sickness, the problem with disease is people are focusing and looking at the wrong things. They are looking at their lack. They are looking at their problem instead of looking at their solution. I'm going to have a little fun with you guys. I'm going to ask at this time my uh, assistant to come out and uh, join me in this demonstration. Nick, I think you're somewhere back there and you prepared a few weapons for me. Give it up uh, for Mr. Nick Petka. There's a lot of amazing men and women behind the scenes that you don't always see that have your back. This is also my brother-in-law. Love you, man. Appreciate you. Um, so we're going we're gonna to do something. I'm going to also need, um, I'm gonna need a volunteer. Who'd like to volunteer? Not even our team. No, Amy, I saw you. you for reals? You got some serious trust. DJ, I got to leave you up there because you're doing the sound. Uh, Amy, why don't you come on up? Another great server behind the scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Amy. You see, you see a, oh, you, you almost know what's going down. You see a bow and you see arrows. And I say, I need a volunteer. You're willing to come up. You don't know which side of this you're going to be on. <laughs> I don't think Nick wants me to hold those. No, I'm going to hold those. But I will get you to hold something else for me. But I also need, um, uh, yes, come on out, Kelsey. I need, I need you to, I need to blindfold you because I don't want you to get distracted. This is kind of a trust exercise. So, yeah. Just go ahead and blindfold uh, Amy there. That's a real nice shirt. I think that's actually one of our Man Up shirts, right? I know one of them. I can't guarantee it's clean. <laughs> Did you get that from the gym downstairs? Okay, good. That still needs to go through the wash. Okay, this is, this is gonna be interesting because I can only do so much with one hand. Um, we got a recurve uh, bow here. And we got a beautiful, look at the arrows. I don't know if the camera can pick this up. Look at the, this is a handcrafted bow and arrow. And, um, <laughs> you never thought, eh? It goes right there, eh? Flushing goes up. All right. People are getting, oh, hang on. We didn't practice this. Yeah. <laughs> I said we didn't practice this. <laughs> this could go really good or not so good. Okay. So the first thing in taking aim is you got to know what you're aiming at. So Kelsey, um, do we have a target? Because I don't want to aim at Amy. Is be oh yes. Okay, now, because it's a trust exercise, um, uh, Nick, I'm going to get you to blindfold me, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. This one definitely was in the gym. <laughs> Don't worry, Amy. I'm taking one for the team. Now... <clears throat> Amy, I understand there's, uh, is there an apple on her head? 
Okay. I understand there's something on your head. Would you like that apple to stay or be removed? Is this a trick question? Here. You know what? If you read your Bible in Genesis, um, we had Adam and Eve, and there was certain fruit that they couldn't have. And let's let this fruit represent um, the forbidden fruit that they weren't supposed to touch. When... Um, when they, when they you don't want it, okay. So, um, are you ready for this? Okay. So we're just gonna take aim at the right target. Because there's certain things that we'd like to remove and sometimes we feel that we can do it on our own, that God's got, or that like, God's got this. But Amy, just take a deep breath. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the arrow through the apple. You know I wouldn't actually shoot an arrow at you, correct? Yeah. Anyway, thank you. I, I want you to, you're, you're not going to forget. Can you take that off, though, too? <laughs> Let's give it up for our, our, our volunteers here. Okay, so here's the thing. I sense the Lord gave me this, this, this visual because all the time we see people in need and people that need help. We see something that needs to be removed and we want to take aim at that thing in their life. We want it removed out of their life. We see the, in this case, the apple represented sin. We see sin in their life and we want to do everything to pull it out and take it away. But sometimes we're so quick to draw the bow, take out the arrow, use whatever skills and abilities that we think we have to eliminate that sin, but that sin cannot be eliminated by us just taking action without taking Jesus and his word. And how many times we'll even walk by people and we will see things in their life and we see the addiction, we see pain, we see depression, and we want them set free of it and we don't know how to handle it, we don't know what to do, just like I had a hard time handling that bow. And we mess up and we make a mess out of things. But here's the beauty, as I mentioned before, that in the mess you can find a miracle. If you are willing to lean on his word and do it his way, there's a miracle waiting for you and there's a miracle waiting for others out there. If you will just trust in him. You see, the thing about man-made religion, it will always point at the sin. And it's like taking that arrow and firing at that person blind. And we think they're the ones that are blind. Jesus challenged us too, before we try to remove a speck out of our brother or sister's eye, we need to look at the plank in our own eye. Sometimes we don't realize that we too are blinded by sin. But that doesn't still take away the fact there is a need. That you need to do something. And God will use someone that is willing and so when the people are, are hurting and in need of help, we should ask, what does God want to do in this situation? You know, in John 9, 2 to 4, Jesus says to his disciples where they come across a blind man. And his disciples ask, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And I think so many times we don't see the bigger situation. We just see what's on the surface. And we don't know the hurt that they are going through. And we shouldn't aim at, at the pain. We should aim at the healing. 
And Jesus said, but this happens so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must say we must. We must do the work of him who sent who? Me, Jesus. The truth is we need to stop aiming at the sin in people's lives. People, they don't need to be told that they're sinners. They need to be taught that Jesus is their Savior. I was convicted on this a long time ago. From my experience, I don't need to tell people that they're sinners. They're looking for hope. They already know. They already know they've missed the mark. You know the definition of sin is, if you look it up, it's actually an archery term, to miss the mark. We miss the mark all the time, and we might have that great intention, but we have misdirection because we're not leaning on God's ways or His words, but we're leaning on ours. And our aim has always been to help them see Jesus. Just like Peter said, look at me. Look. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Look at me. Don't look at your problem anymore. Look at Jesus. Look at me. Because you know what? The reality is the only Jesus that people may see is the Jesus in you and me. Because where you go, God goes. And then in verse 6 of Acts 3, it says this, Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, come on, what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, Walk. Walk. People are looking. And I get it. People are looking for a handout, and they still need it. But more than a handout, they need a hand up. They need a hand up. They can't continue to live pitiful and powerful at the same time. There are physical needs that we need to meet, and we need to help. But there's a deeper spiritual need that we need to give them that only can come through the name that is Jesus. What I do have, I give you. What do you have? You have his name. We all have his name. And what does his name do? Come on. You know, it's time to name your aim. It's one thing to look at what you're aiming. It's another thing to name it. Your aim has a name. And his name is Jesus. You know, after Jesus was resurrected from the dead, 40 days later, and he's about to ascend into heaven, he said this in Mark 16, 17 to 20, and these signs will accompany those who believe in what? My name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on the sick people and they will get well. In his name, 
You know what? Peter healed a lame man in his name. David took down Goliath in his name. Daniel shut the mouths of the lions in his name. Abraham became the father of many nations in his name. Moses freed the Israelites from slavery and oppression in his name. There's too many things to list, but it all comes back to one name. His name is Jesus. If there is something that is hurting you, holding you back, I can name a name that is greater. Every principality must bow to the name that is Jesus. Sickness, disease, depression, anxiety, doubt must bow in the name of Jesus. There's authority in that name when it's spoken upon your lips. There's authority when you know the purpose of something. When you know that you are called to heal the sick and lay hands on the sick and help the hurting in his name, there's purpose in that. For your inheritance is in his name. And Isaiah 26 verse 3 says that you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you, in his name. The word peace is the Hebrew word shalom. Say shalom, which means wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. In Isaiah 35, 3 to 6, it says, Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. And say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong and do not fear. Your God will comfort you. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you then then say then then will the eyes of the blind be open and the ears of the death unstopped verse 6 says then then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Then, then in his name, in his name where it, it feels like it's dry right now. Somebody in your relationship, it feels like it's been dry. You've been searching and seeking for a refreshing. It's, it's in the name of Jesus. If you will just trust in him and lean not on your own understanding, he'll refresh you. It's in the wilderness. Isaiah 43, 19 says, behold, I do a new thing. Can you not see it? It goes back to you got to see what you're, you got to look at what you're aiming. He says, look to me, look to me. Don't look to that. Don't look to them. Don't look to your fear. Look to your faith. Look to me. Can you not see it? I'm making a way in the wilderness. I'm making streams in the desert. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. He says, I am the way. Look to me. In Acts 3, verse 7, it says, Taking, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and his ankles became strong. You can sit down for a little bit. 
sit down for a little bit. You're like, you're going to have me sit at this point? Yeah, just sit down for a little. Just trust me. You can't hit your target without a touch. You can't expect God to move if you're not willing to go. He's ready to step up. He already stepped up. He gave his one and only son who suffered on the cross for your sins and my sins, for all iniquities. And he overcame sin and death. On the third day, he rose from the grave. Today is Palm Sunday. And it was spoken by the prophet Isaiah that his, the king, our king, would come, behold, riding on a donkey or a colt. He's not always going to come the way that you think he's going to come. He didn't come with tanks and this big army. He came on a donkey representing humility. And they laid down what they had to lay down in front of him. Palm branches. They laid down their coats. What do you have? Gold and silver. You may not have. Maybe some of you do. But what do you have? You have the name of Jesus in his name. But see, he didn't just speak over him. He reached out to him. He helped him up. It takes a touch. It's one thing to see it. It's another thing to speak it. But you are the hands and feet that Jesus wants to use. You need to touch. What you touch, God touches. Why else have we seen so many miracles happening in the last few weeks? Because we believe in God's word, we speak it, we lay hands on the sick, and we're seeing healing and recovery. I'm telling you, my mom is not where I want her to be yet. But I laid hands on her feet when I was there. She said, son, could you just lay hands on my feet? You gotta understand, they're pretty swollen right now. Well, I speak against that. Not now, not anymore. And she said, could you just lay hands on my feet? And as I laid hands on my feet and I was telling, I was telling Nick, I said, my hands are naturally cold, just so you know. I don't know what's going on with my hands, but I said, mom, you're gonna feel this warmth come on your feet. And I'm speaking it into existence because I know my God and I know his word. And I just laid hands and I prayed and I said, Lord, just like Rex said, if you're anywhere in the room, and I know he is, he's right inside my mom. Would you just touch her now? And I kept, as I kept my hands on her feet, I watched as the one foot shrank and the swelling went away. If he can do it, you can do it. But it takes a touch. Look at Jesus, all the people he touched that nobody else would touch. Because why? They were too afraid of being infected by what they had or what they were going through. But you have nothing to fear because you got the perfect love in here. And perfect love drives out all fear. Read the word. Sometimes we get too worried about it not working, but that's not faith. You move in faith. And when people get healed, you give God the glory. Because it's only in his name. It's not Pastor Matt's name. It's in his name. It's the name that is Jesus. And if you want to help, and I know you do, use your hands. Use your hands. Would you just stretch out your hands right now? I'm going to pray over the hands in the house. And if you came with somebody that's a spouse or, or uh, um, someone in your family, you feel comfortable touching their hand, will you just touch their hands? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. How God moves through this. I know I'm, I'm going into the dark, but the Lord said that 
if I have the light of the world, I'll never be in darkness. So, Father God, I thank you right now for my brothers and my sisters. I thank you for these hands that you've created, these hands to heal. Lord Jesus, release your healing power now through these hands. Some of your hands are going to feel real hot right now. And God knows without even claiming it, he knows what you're dealing with. He knows what you need to let go. And his light and his love is about to flow through you right now. Lord, touch them in Jesus' name by the power of your name above every other name. I call out sickness, disease out of the bodies right now. I call upon peace over minds right now. Anxiety, fear, you have no place in here. Perfect love dwells in here right now. Wash them as white as snow. Lord, anything that's been hindering them or holding them back, we leave at the foot of the cross and we call upon your words saying, it is finished. Who felt something? Who felt something? Who received? Okay, hands up, keep them up. Who felt something like that you'd be willing to share with me what you felt? Either pain, okay, who's, keep the hands up. I, I, I need to know. I know a pastor's coming forward now. But, okay, oh, Coach Cat, about to have a baby in how many days? Three days. What did you feel? What did we pray? Well, as you're saying that like someone's hands are going to get hot, I just felt like heat rush through my fingertips and just like out through my palms and everything. And um, and I literally just had a contraction upstairs. So that was super comfortable. Ooh! Is there a doctor in the house? No, it's okay. <laughs> we know what's going on here. Let's just pray. Went away. Oh, say that again. The pain from my back went away from that. So who healed you? Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for Coach Cat. Thank you for the baby that you placed inside of her. Thank you for calling her and her husband to this church and to your ministry. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all those children that are back that are getting ministered to. And thank you for this baby inside of her, that this baby, this baby boy will be completely whole, completely blessed and anointed. Lord Jesus, that these, uh, the labor that's coming, Lord Jesus, you see it. I pray you'd remove all pain. From her body, Lord, thank you for your touch and your miracle power, releasing the pain from her back right now. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Who else had pain that they felt leave them? I just want to know. I want to know who had pain when somebody left. Yes, sweetheart. Oh, in the back. I'm going to need like a runner or something. Who would just share what you had? Who's willing to share? Pain left your butt. Yes, sir. I'm coming all the way up to you. You're worth it. I don't have to put a hole in the roof to get to you. Here you go. Arm was hurting, and now it's not. Sorry. Come on, let's give it up for God. He said his arm was hurting, and now it's gone. I'm just going to tell you, hey, Jordan, I'm just going to tell you, get used to this. Get used to this. We're not going to sit on these words and say like, ah, it was just something that God used to do. No, it's what God is doing now, and he wants to use you. But you won't see them unless you put it into practice. Right? You got you to gotta see what you're looking at. Right? You got to take aim in his name. And then you need to be willing to touch the target. People have always been the target. Jesus came. God sent his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus himself says, you search the scriptures for your salvation, but it's the very scriptures that point to me. Jesus, challenged by all the religious leaders out of all the laws, what's the most important? Rabbi, 
And he says, everything hangs off this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, your mind, your strength. And the second is just as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. He's called us to love. And part of love is liberating people. We are called to be part of God's work. And if you are willing, God will work. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for the good things which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. A movement requires movement. <laughs> Super deep, eh? Shocking. God wants us to make moves for his glory. And he wants to show the evidence of our faith in that. The faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. But faith without works is also dead. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on us. Would you stand with me? What if we as a church, what if we purpose to look, not look past people, and not look past their problems. But what if we allowed people to see Jesus in you and me? Because again, for many, the only Jesus that people see is the Jesus in you and in me. So let's, let's pay attention to where we are looking what we are saying and find meaning in what we are doing. Let's lay down our projects and let's pick up God's purpose. Are you, are you okay with that? Because our project is to be a part of his plans and his plans need our hands. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you again for your word today. Thank you for revealing just your miracle power today that pain has left the body I know there's more out there, Lord. I pray that we would be bold to share the testimony of what you've done in our life and our doing. And Lord, even when we don't see it, that we would believe in it, that we would speak with that which isn't as though it is, that we would start acting, walking, and speaking as if our prayers have already been answered. Thank you for the power of your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, if... Um, here in this moment and if you felt anything like what I felt when we prayed for each other and laid hands on each other when we're reading the word of God and it just came like alive in you and there's something in you that just longs for more of that sometimes it hits us all different sometimes it's just an overwhelming emotion we don't know how to express but it's Jesus and, and, and he wants to have that relationship with you. He didn't come to start a religion. He came for relationship. He came to, to mend a broken relationship. We started in the garden. We started in this beautiful place. He had a beautiful plan, but how many of you know we still have free will and we mess up. But even through all of that mess, God had a message and he sent his one and only son to restore relationship. And I just encourage you to just invite him into your situation. If you are willing to invite him into whatever mess you think that you have, 
watch as you experience a miracle. For Paul said in Romans 10 verse 9, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we will be saved. So we're going to do that. We're going to pray right now. I'm going to ask everyone to bow your heads and close your eyes and just invite God into your situation, into your heart, into your life. Say, dear Jesus, I know I messed up. I know I've missed the mark. Today, I'm aiming for you. I'm ready to lay down my past. I'm ready to follow you all the days of my life. I believe that you died for me, that you died for my sins. Forgive me. I believe. Say, I believe that you rose from the grave. Would you come into my heart and be Lord over my life? Thank you. Say thank you. Thank you that my past is past. And today is a new day and a new beginning with you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Stay in this moment. I just want to respect this moment. It's a heavy moment right now. But if you experience God's peace and his presence and you invited him to be Lord over your life today and said that prayer with me, would you just give me a thumbs up? Say, Pastor, that's me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If this was your comeback moment, whether, whether maybe it was your first time or it's your comeback moment, like I remember that moment. I remember the time and I remember the place. And it's been more than once, just so you know where I've come to the realization, I need Jesus and I haven't been doing it his way, I've been doing it my way. I'm ready to step out. I'm ready to lay hands on the sick. I'm ready to do and be his hands and feet. And this is your comeback moment, give me a thumbs up in the house. Church, thumbs up all around the room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, would you just say it with me? Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. We're going to continue to press in and um, we're going to open up this time for baptism now. Here at College Street, we don't make it difficult for people that are coming to know God. And one of the things that we are commissioned to do as a church, it's called the Great Commission, is to go into all the world making disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, one thing the Lord has taught us, the more that we go, the more that he sends people in. We've seen all these people come to know Jesus because we were willing to go out into our community and go out and around the world. But this home, these doors always need to be open for the people to come in to relationship with Jesus and step in to being followers, fully devoted followers of Christ. And in the Great Commission, it says baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey his commands and surely he is with us always even to the ends of the earth and if you haven't yet stepped in to baptism with jesus in romans it says you're baptized with christ when you go under the water it represents when christ went to the grave that old you stays in the water that sin that had authority over you stays in the water and when you come up out of the water it represents when he came up out of the grave 
It says that you are resurrected with Christ. If you notice with Peter and John, there was always a partnership. Jesus wants to partner with you. He wants us to partner with one another. But we got to be careful who we partner with. And it's always been Jesus. And if you want to step in and be baptized today, that's all you got to do is come forward. So as we sing and worship God, I'm going to be down here. and I'm going to have my beautiful bride down here with me. It'll be an honor to step in with you. Let's worship him. Thank you for tuning in today and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.